mastering your emotions so you can be a safe space for the feminine mm, is yes. actually to me the art of masculinity so i would think it means two things to me one it's always like in the eye of the beholder so realize that it's okay to have a different view than somebody else two it's always being created and recreated uh i i think it means an openness to growth an openness to learning an openness to looking at what is masculinity in me and having curiosity about what parts are serving me and what parts maybe aren't serving me so well anymore. And so the art of masculinity is truly that. If you can master being a lion and a lamb, you've mastered masculinity. The art of masculinity to me means knowing how to gracefully dance between both the feminine flow and the structure of the masculine. This is The Art of Masculinity with your host, Johnny Elsasser. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Art of Masculinity. Today, we are talking again, the third and final episode with my man, Jay Campbell. As you guys can tell, I love this dude. He's absolutely epic. His knowledge of hormones and peptides and the world at large is obviously very in-depth. So this episode, we dive into peptides, guys. This is a, an amazing tool for us to optimize our bodies. Um, there is a lot of uh, misnomers about peptides. The medical community is not very educated on peptides and they are being used worldwide, being tested. And there's a lot of efficacy to how well they help us to enhance our bodies and help to optimize our lives with little to no effects of or downside, right? So with peptides, we dive into a lot of this and we debunk SARMs for all you guys out there that are using SARMs, any of you younger guys that are using SARMs, these have hit the market really hard and fast and saturated it. I got on the SARMs for a while, been using them for probably probably about the last six months or so. Just finally got off them to optimize my body, my health, my hormones, my blood work. Um, they deteriorate your, your body very, very harshly. And there's a lot of side effects to SARMs. They're not very good. They're not processed well. You will see some results, but you also see a lot of negative results with them as well. So we dive into that because Jay is one of the foremost experts on both peptides and SARMs, not to mention I have firsthand experience with SARMs and we talk about that as well. So take a look into this episode, guys. It is honestly a great one to learn how to optimize your body to get support from things that actually really work that are actually, you know, being utilized in a healthy way can cause a lot of benefits for you hormonally, um, energetically physically you'll see results you'll feel better it's just a lot of benefits to using peptides and there are numerous reasons on why they are not promoted by the medical community and you'll jay will talk about that as well so you can get a little bit of insight as to why these things aren't being pushed if they are so good but it is an epic episode so I really loved it. Jay's got a wealth of knowledge, as you guys have learned now over the last couple of weeks, if you've been tuning in every week. And it is just a blast getting to talk to him. So be ready to take some notes, be ready to jump over and look at peptides to get involved with that and to see how that can benefit your lifestyle, your health and your body. All right, guys, I'll see y'all around the corner. All right. So one of the things that obviously you're an expert in and is starting to hit kind of mainstream now um, is actually let's do an let's do a combination here. The the 
kind of debunking of SARMs, right? And saying why they fucking suck. I was on them. I can talk to, yep. to some of the things I felt, but you saw it yep. in my blood panels. Yep. And then uh, the flip side is why peptides are really good. And and we're, um, we'll get into some counter arguments there because I know you've had them as far as like, oh, the research and stuff. But let's talk about why they're good. So let's talk about the SARMs shit real quick and then get to peptides. So guys that are listening know why not to be on SARMs and why peptides yeah. can work well. So it's awesome. So, so okay, so uh, very, like, go, let's go way back. So, you know, when I first got into this, again, you know, I got kicked in the testicles when I was almost 30 and, you know, playing basketball. And, uh, you know, my testosterone, that my I basically became type 2 hypogonadal from an environmental, you know, uh, uh, disruption from getting kicked, which led me to become this, you know, quote-unquote expert, subject matter expert on therapeutic testosterone. Uh, and then, so in that prop time of, you know, going back to like, it was 1999 when I first started, but, you know, really 2000 to say 2011, I started researching and studying and like, you know, really learning this stuff, becoming quote unquote a master. And so at that time, the internet was really just underground message boards um, of guys <laughs> like me, uh, you know, who didn't have, a, you know, it was total anonymity. Nobody was like, you know, nobody was like, you know, a brand, you know, you were just a, a handle on the internet. Right. And yeah. uh, we would be talking about all these things. And so again, I became very studious of like using testosterone, all sorts of other stuff. And so, you know, I was like, you know, experimenting myself. And so with peptides, uh, I started using them in 2004 SARMs came into the marketplace, I want to say sometime around 2001, 2002. Uh, and then the guys, you know, the forum guys and the guys that were obviously in the, you know, anabolic steroid using communities and obviously professional bodybuilding and even just, you know, amateur bodybuilding circles were using them. And anybody who used them knew that like it was way worse inhibitive. And what I mean by inhibitive is that, uh, and you found this out yourself, uh, they suppress function testicular function way more so than even just therapeutic testosterone does. Now, obviously a lot of guys in the underground community, were not using therapeutic dosages of anything, right. They're yeah. using super physiologic dosages of shit. So, you know, it's like what I call polypharmacy where motherfuckers are just taking everything and anything and, you know, massive incredible dosages trying to become, you know, cartoon character, Ronnie Coleman, Lee priest, you know, Dorian Yates type of people. And, you know, again, it's a, it's a wild, wild west, especially back then, because we didn't have the science and the awareness and the understanding that we have now. And of course, we also didn't have the internet. We didn't have like, you know, really smart people who could go out there and like tell people like, no, don't do that dumb motherfucker. Because if you do that, you're going to fucking hurt yourself. So the way we yeah. told people then was like literally through the forums and the groups, you know, and, and you, you know, you would have a handle. And no, I'm not going to tell you who my handle was because somebody would be like, <laughs> oh, shit, that's that motherfucker. You know, because like, I know there's guys. I'm serious. I know there's guys out there that are like my age now, you know, that are pretty well-known guys. And we all had handles. You know, we, when we ever, whenever we're talking off the air, you know, we're like, well, what was your handle? You know, and I'll be like, yeah, I'll tell you yeah. mine if you tell you yours, right? And so, nobody, <laughs> so nobody really says that. But that's how we got information around, right? So it's like, you know, a guy would do all these SARM things for a week or a month or whatever, six months, and, and come back and be like, here's my labs. And we'd be like, holy fuck, bro. You know, so you know, it was the school of hard knocks. We knew by, I would say, and again, I'm going from memory, but I want to say, Johnny, but by 2007, we knew that SARMs were bogus i mean we literally knew that if you were using sarms you were literally putting your health at risk right and and let me yeah. clarify and you know this 
firsthand, it terrorizes uh, your um, homeocysteine levels. It terrorizes your C-reactive protein levels. It destroys, which is a really bad thing, uh, your HDL levels, which is your high-density lipoprotein levels of, you know, for your uh, for lipid functioning. Again, your cholesterol functioning, your uh, that stuff is like not as important. We now know that we once thought it was like much more important. You know, docs are like cholesterol. Oh, you're over 200. We put you on a statin, blah, blah, blah. But we now know that that's not that as important. But definitely your HDL levels being massively suppressed is causing uh, long-term uh, issues to your vascular networks. I mean, you're basically susceptible yeah. to a heart attack. You're susceptible to a stroke. You're susceptible to some form of a vascular incident. And then when you combine that idea with the awareness that most guys that are in these communities are not like you and me, bro, they're not eating right. They're not doing cardio. They're not concerned about, you know, whether or not they're lean, they're concerned about how big they can get. So ultimately they get big shoulders. They got big bellies too. So they're like basically very high risk of death. Um, so anyway, we learned that. I mean, seriously, we learned that, you know, by 2007. So I wanted to set that record straight so I could come, you know, with a deeper and this is the first time I've ever done this, by the way. So thank you for the opportunity. But when we knew that in the underground community, we knew that SARMs were worthless. So basically, by the year 2013, 2014, when I started the research to write my first book, I didn't even include SARMs in the book, bro, because like the smart people fucking knew that like using SARMs was like a bad move, right? Now, you know, to, to yeah. set the record straight, uh, yes, SARMs do work. You know, people want to come to me and they're like SARMs, because I always say SARMs are worthless, but I want to clarify yeah. that when I say SARMs are worthless, I mean it in comparison to the harm they do relative to the, the positive, right? So yeah. sure, there's agents out there that you can take that will gain, that will allow you to enhance skeletal mass and, and, and lean tissue, uh, but again, at the risk that it's not worth it, right? Especially mm -hmm. when we know that you can use therapeutic testosterone, a surgical precise dosage of growth hormone or various peptides to get the same, if not better results. And also yeah. to understand that the risk is far less, if any, if there's any risk at all, and uh, very, very clearly it's not as inhibitive. So that's the other thing about SARMs. It's very important for guys to know. If you start using SARMs at a very early age, the likelihood that you will fuck up your fertility permanently is about 80%. That's how serious, Ooh. that's how yeah. serious that is. Now you thankfully were not young, and your, uh, you know, fertility machinery is pretty much already set. So it's now just getting you back to the mean and you'll be fine. But if you're a 16 yeah. or 15 year old fucking kid in high school and you're taking SARMs and you're not even fucking developed, man, you are definitely risking long-term fucking dysfunction for fertile fertility and dysfunction, like almost gone. Yeah. In fact, there's doctors out there right now that will tell you that if you start using heavy doses of SARMs under the age of 16, it's likely you'll never have kids. Right. So yeah. that's not to say that you can't, but it definitely will fuck you up. So anyway, that's fear porn. You know, I want to put that out there. They're bad agents. Fear Don't porn. fucking you. Yeah. That's literally fear. Yeah, porn. They are. But it's absolutely true. Right. I mean, you know for sure. But the reality is, is that we stopped using them. I wasn't writing about them. Then my book came out in 2017. And when I wrote the book, I was like, you know, writing the book. It was a very deeply researched book, a thousand studies, 600 plus pages. It's very, very scientific. Uh, and so I was like in a cave and I'd say a, a social coma for six months to write that book. And I didn't realize that around that time, the fucking scam artists of the internet started selling SARMs again. 
And they became yeah. really big in different circles. And then, as you know, by about 2019, they became fucking, they, they're now in GNCs. They're everywhere. Right. So they're everywhere, right? So younger people who weren't in that circle that I was in in the early 2000s have no idea. Have no idea. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, I remember Mike Cernovich was telling me, I can't remember what year this was. I want to say it was like 2013. He's like, it's amazing how the internet is now allowing scammers to like rebirth themselves every decade because you yeah. take the younger generations that weren't aware of what was there before and compartmentalize it, you know, the information or, or sanitize it. And before you know it, these guys are lying to everybody saying, Oh my God, they're the greatest things. And again, from a SARMS perspective, it does work, right? You can take S4, you can take, you know, all these different things. I mean, there's so many of them and you can gain match. You know, you can see weight, the scale goes up, you get bigger in your clothing, people notice, blah, blah, blah. But people don't know because you're not observing is your blood work and your biomarkers. And they're literally, as I said, and I don't want to spend much more time on them, but they do terrorize your lab work. They're just bad. If you're really, if you're under 20 and you're using SARMs, you're definitely, definitely risking long-term fertility. Uh, and again, as you know, you're also risking death. I mean, you're, you're putting yeah. yourself in very serious harm's way. Don't use them. A, a, a dose of therapeutic testosterone is way more efficient. It's way more safe. Uh, and again, you, it's cheap. I mean, I mean, that's another thing we didn't talk about. We talked about it on the last podcast, but I literally guarantee if you're taking three or four SARMs, it's more expensive than it is to take fucking therapeutic testosterone. A hundred. Oh, hell yeah. I can, I can attest to that right now. Right. I did, the five, five months of uh, the testosterone cream that I just got was, yep. was like 300 some odd bucks. And I was paying probably about 400 for a stack of like, you know, maybe two months of SARMs. Right. So it's double, double or triple yeah. the cost. Right. And, yeah. and, and with the long-term deleterious effects to your health, it's not worth it anyway. Who gives a fuck? Right. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. But anyway, but you know, it's good that we brought this up and we're good that we're putting this out there because bro, I mean, there are millions of young kids using SARMs right now. And they have no clue how bad it is because again, every scam artist, you know, underground great market drug dealer and supplement manufacturer is making SARMs. And, you know, I would be yeah. remiss if I didn't say that even before SARMs or around the same time, and it was actually probably SARMs is really the illegal offshoot back in the Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, uh, Barry Bonds days, you know, they were making androsteone which is also, mm. in, you know, what they, what, this is what the guys in the supplement industry call a loophole supplement. And it was a legal steroid that somehow made it through that they were selling in again in the GNCs and the vitamin shops and the vitamin worlds of the world. And that was also horrible for liver health. Obviously SARMs mm. can also crush liver health too, but the androsteone was a uh, pro, it was called a pro hormone. And I couldn't remember that. It just popped into my head. That's insane. Yeah. But it was called, it was called a pro hormone and they were horrible for you. And, you know, the guys that were working with Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, I always just use their three names, but you know, half of major league baseball, 75% of major league baseball was using stuff. They were all on these like exogenous, you know, really esoteric forms of pro hormones that, you know, technically weren't being tested you know, that made them bulk up and juice up and jack be jacked and stuff like that. And they were all hitting 650 foot home runs and all that bullshit. But so the bottom line is SARMs came after that. They're not good for you. They're terrible for your health. Don't use them. So we'll, we'll, we'll move to peptides. So at the same time around, we started looking at peptides again, this underground, you know, communities. 
that I was in. And the first peptide that we all were looking at was called ipamorelin. I shouldn't say the first. The first best was ipamorelin. There was also GHRP2, GHRP6, uh, IGF1. There was uh, some other growth factors, mechanic growth factor. I can't even remember all of them, but we all were using them. And most of them had side effects. Uh, GHRP2 and GHRP6 would make you swell up, uh, but it would also do make you a fucking maniac because you would eat, you couldn't stop eating. I mean, if you were using GHPR2 or GHPR6, and again, this is back in the early mid 2000s, you would just, you would be swollen like a watermelon. I mean, <laughs> I mean you would hold water and you'd be eating so much food. I mean, you would be stronger and bigger, but you know, anybody who is like, you know, like me and like you and, you know, and actually want to look good, you know, with your shirt off, you were like, oh, no, I can't use this. And, and then we'd also find out that it would make uh, prolactin increase and cortisol increase. And as you know, but you know, way better than me, if you got a fucking imbalance of cortisol, your ass ain't sleeping at night. In fact, you're fucked up, uh -huh. right? Like you think of guys like you and you guys go without eating and having to sit there in a fucking field of duty and, you know, your cortisol is going to go haywire because I mean, you, you, you're, you're stuck, right? But I mean, that's what these things were doing. So ipamorelin was the first peptide and I, and I can't even remember when it came out. I know I started using it in 2004. It probably came out in like 2000 or 2001. Uh, and just so people know, peptides for the most part were orphaned pharmaceutical, big pharma drugs that were being used for a specific purpose that failed. And when I say fail, it just means that the purpose that they originally intended it, it couldn't be used for. Doesn't mean it's not a great drug for other various purposes, but that's how fucked up big pharma is. They get these like narrow you know, focuses of like, okay, this drug we're designing for this. And then they do a bunch yeah. of tests on it, you know, for three years and it doesn't work in the way they intend it. And they're like, oh, we abandoned this. And so it's considered mm -hmm. what they call an orphan drug, but smart people, you know, will go into the clinical, you know, uh, pharmacological, uh, you know, backbones of the internet and start looking at these things and finding these things and be like, wow, ipamorelin, like, look at this drug. And so just, you know, to let you know, Ipamorelin was, and still really is, I'm sure there's other thing out there we don't know about yet, but Ipamorelin is the only peptide that you could inject that would not disturb your body's endogenous in, uh, function of uh, growth hormone release or secretion. So it would not disturb mm. the pituitary or the, or the, uh, the pancreas in releasing growth hormones. So, you know, you start thinking like, holy shit, this isn't going to disturb my natural function. And it gives me a pulse like similar to what would be taking growth hormone and you're like, wow, this is great. We also found out from the research, it didn't disturb uh, pro uh, prolactin, didn't increase prolactin, and it didn't even mess with the cortisol pathways. So this is a profound, amazing peptide. So I started using it. Uh, I want to say like hardcore by 2005, you know, it was a company in Texas called Southern Research Company. I'm really letting the cat out of the bag right now that was selling it to people. And so all the really smart guys, and, you know, I, like I said, I found guys now that we talk, you know, and they're like, man, I was using Southern Research Company. <laughs> you know, and so we're all kind of like That's sharing fine. notes and stuff like that. I mean, they're long gone, but um, we were like, this is an amazing peptide. So flash forward to today, and, you know, we can talk deeper about peptides now, but that's still one of the top peptides for both men and women to enhance fat loss, enhance sleep, uh, improve skin quality and uh, skin elasticity. Uh, to improve well-being and mood, uh, you know, it's a it's like a poor man's growth hormone, 
And again, yeah. no side effects. Like you can inject it three or four times a day and you will get a growth hormone burst, you know, which obviously gives you all the other things I just talked about. Uh, and it will disturb your body's natural production of growth hormones. So again, it's an amazing peptide. It's probably, in my opinion, the best peptide for women. Uh, because again, you, a, a woman can take one dose right before they go to bed at night um, and, you know, have amazing results. Now, I, you know, I, I want to be transparent and set the record straight. No peptide is as good as growth hormone. Okay. Right. Now, 20 years ago, when we were talking about peptides and we first started you know, using peptides, growth hormone was like literally like the devil. Like we were being told that if you used growth hormone, uh, it was going to shut down your body's natural production. It was going to do this, that, and the other. It was going to increase your body's rate of tumors. You were going to get cancer. I mean, the, dude, the shit that they put out about using growth hormone 20 years ago is insane. All lies. Yeah. All lies. I mean, again, I've done all the research. I, you know, my article right now, I think on GH is probably in page one, rank five or something like that. You know, it's like 8,500 words. We wrote it last year in June. All the research, bro that ever showed growth hormone suppressing the body's endogenous production was taking literally like a hundred times the surgical dose that people should take. So, I mean, wow. again, remember science is always about uh, interpretation and most people will take science that is in like either comorbid, which is sick or dysfunctional patient population groups at insanely high dosages <laughs> And then extrapolate yeah. that to people like me and you. And so it's complete bullshit. So I now know, you know, as a person who's been using growth hormone on and off for two years, that growth hormone at a surgically precise dosage, you know, Monday through Saturday or Monday through Friday, or even if you just want to do it four or five days a week is amazing. And I've, yeah. you know, taken blood tests. I look at my IGF one levels. There's other things you can look at when you're on growth hormone to see if it's shutting down your body's natural production. So I've taken it, you know, during and off. And I have no differentiation right now, yeah. you know, somebody will say, well, Jay, that doesn't mean it's even working then if you have the same when you're on or when you're off, I'm like, well, have you seen what I look like motherfucker? So at the end of the day, I know that it's working. And obviously I've gotten, you know, tons of other patients and people like yourself, you know, starting on this and everybody gets profound results. So Johnny, the, you know, the truth about growth hormone is, is like, this has only really been into the mainstream since the, the scamdemic. You know, because the truth is, is that like COVID, if there was anything good that came from it, a lot of the telemedicine restrictions and pharmacies being able to do what they do, they've, they've all come down. The world yeah. has become much more laissez-faire. And so now it's, you're able to get things like growth hormone, like peptides, much more easier than you could just two or three years ago, again, due to before COVID. So, you know, people can ask me and they always do all the time about like, you know, what do you think between peptides and, and, and growth hormone? What are you going to choose? I'm going to say it depends on the person. It depends on the situation. Uh, I yeah. personally like growth hormone for anti-aging, for fat loss, for enhancing the synergy of therapeutic testosterone. Um, but peptides are also, you know, as almost as good, not as good, but almost as good and definitely the next best thing. And of course, as you know, for healing, it's way better, right? Like BPC, yeah. PD 500 are the most amazing things. I mean, they're like wonder drugs. I mean, you know, like again, for people that, you know, we're not expecting or don't know anything about peptides, like that guy, I mean, it completely healed his hand in four days. I mean, the, he, everything was like this versus like that on Friday. Yeah. 
No, it was closed. It was getting closed up pretty freaking quick, man. Yeah, absolutely. So, so for the peptide stuff, um, you talked about some of the ones that you like, uh, what's, because I know this is going to come up is obviously they're not, there's, there's no testing on humans. So they're not, they're not doing any, um, continued testing on these in labs. So there's not really articles that support unless people like you, which are testing themselves and seeing right right, throughout time and then checking your blood levels. Um, so there, people will say, well, Jay, how, how do you know this stuff even works if you're stacking it with HGH or testosterone, or if, if you're just even taking them, how do you know they're doing anything because the, and because of the fact that, you know, they're not being tested anywhere. Well, so, so, so slight correction. So you're right. And you're not right. So before, um, the FDA kind of removed the use of peptides about two years ago, and that's a whole nother story. Um, they were being used. They were being used by a lot of physicians off label. Okay. They were coming. I mean, you you are technically right, but there were a lot of doctors that were doing studies that were using oh. with their patients. So they do have that kind oh, of. But cool. You're right. There's no. I mean, you are right though because there's no really established peer right. review on peptides. Right. It's all empirical data again from physicians who had their own patient population groups that they've been using them in but again these were not research chemical company peptides these were compounded peptides so this was like big pharma peptides um but that that really only went on for about five years let's Mm. say from 2017 or maybe 2016 to about 2021 um that's where we have that but obviously before that you know you were exactly right like guys like me have been using it you know, we've been using underground gray market channel peptides. Um, and so there's at least 30 years of people using these, you know, in the context of health and safety. And of course, also abusing them, you know, like the underground bodybuilders would take with super physiologic levels. And there's nobody that I know of that have ever died from like a peptide overdose. So, yeah. I mean, you know, like when, when you really look at drugs, you know, and I, and I forget the term right now, but like, there's always like a super high level that's the killing dose there isn't any of that in peptides right so for anybody who's watching this right now and is like concerned that there's a risk that they could like inject themselves with a peptide and die that's not going to happen okay like (laughs) i mean mean, it's just not like if you're retarded and you inject an entire bottle it still's not going to do anything um but from a standpoint (laughs) of like what you were saying i mean like you know what you were saying like there's profound life-altering qualities that come from peptides right and yeah so um, I'll give you an article. Well, I mean, you don't even have to have the article. Like if you just go to the website, jcampbell.com and you click at the top of the main nav, you know, we have like a peptides super page and everything that has ever been written um, that's relevant online is either linked in there or uh, is connect. There's a way to get there from my page. Now, most of the pay, most of the information on peptides um, that's again, you know, featured in the top of the search engines is, is, you know, from my blog. Right. And obviously I have yeah. two copywriters, um, that write for me and we do very deep dives on all the peptides. And of course, you know, as I said, I've been using them since 2004, right? So my peptides course, which you now have access to is easily one of the top peptides courses on the planet. Uh, it's very in depth, you know, my business partner and I, Nick Andrews, who by the way, is one of the world's top biochemical formulators, 22 years in the, in the biopharma space. Uh, researching peptides, formulating peptides. I mean, he knows his shit like better than, you know, he's top three in the planet. Um, So between me, him and my copywriters, our peptide articles are as deep as anything. The course is as deep as anything. Um, So, you know, we we definitely are authoritative 
uh, you know, quote unquote experts on peptides. Um, but everything is there. So like, if we want to start like, you know, just briefly summarizing like various uh, peptides, if you're listening to us and it's like, oh shit, this is over my head. Where can I go to? Just go to basically jcampbell.com forward slash peptides and every article on every peptide that, you know, we know of that is legally accessible uh, on the planet is there, you know? And again, mm-hmm. some of these are so deep. I mean, you know, we got articles like on Tessa Morellon that's like 8,000 words, you know, there's like five articles on BPC and TB500, which are again, the healing peptides. Um, so there's tons of free information there. So, I mean, again, if we start talking about this and it gets a little overwhelming or, you know, just like you lost me, uh, you know, go to that site and, and read about these things. But like the way I label peptides, Johnny, is I, I label them as fat loss and muscle gain, uh, cognitive enhancing, which would be like nootropic peptides, uh, immunity enhancing, um, healing, and then the last one would just be anti-aging, you know, all causes help, right? Slow down the aging yeah. process. Um, so let's just talk about like, let's talk about fat loss first, right? So yeah. there's a lot of peptides. Uh, first off, I should say there's probably more than 15. I, I don't want to say there's somewhere between 1200 and 1600 that we know of. Uh, wow. How many of them are actually being used right now, like on planet, you know, off planet, on planet? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say probably a hundred, right? There's probably a hundred peptides. Wow. That, that little, are huh? regularly, yeah, they're regularly being used by people, physicians, researchers. Uh, for somebody who's watching the show, there's probably, a, a, you know, there's probably a, like 30 or less that you are, you know, going to really want to use. Right. I mean, like, mm-hmm. it's so funny this is perfect timing, yeah. but my article that my copywriter and I wrote, you know, over those last three or four days is like Jay Campbell's favorite peptide stacks. Right. So we've written all these articles about all these peptides, but they're, you know, people will always be like, but I don't understand how you use them, bro. So yeah. that's coming out here. Like, in fact, as soon as I get off this podcast, I'm going to probably publish the article. So I will send that link to you. Uh, and you can go through that so people can look at like the dosages and stuff. But like, so for fat loss, there's, again, depending on who you are and how much fat loss you have to have, there's Ipamorellum, which we already talked about. There's uh, CGC1295. There's uh, Sermorellum, which I think is garbage, but I'll just mention it. There is um, yeah. AOD2964, uh, which is a really good fat loss peptide. And then there is uh, the one that I'm missing right now uh which is on my website and i'm just looking at it right now i can't think of it but it's um it's it's so, so there's a peptide and i can't think of what it's called right now but it'll come to me that is for heavier people and it's a mitochondrial optimizer peptide and i just for right now whatever reason it's just like not not showing up in my brain but it'll come to me but those will be like the five top fat loss peptides and again as you know when you go through the course you'll you'll read about all of those and that's what we did by the way for anybody that wants to actually purchase the course um, I'll, I'll just say this right now. The link is uh, therapeuticpeptides.com forward slash 10 dash mistakes. If you go to that, that lander, there's a PDF that we created on the top 10 mistakes that most people make when they start using peptides. It's a fucking mandatory document to read. Uh, if you go down this path and you want to start using peptides, so you don't make the mistakes that most people make, which again, most people do make these mistakes. So anyway, get that PDF. And then in that email opt-in sequence from getting that free PDF, uh, we offer you the course of 50% off. So the course can be, uh, I think it's 250, uh, or it's 350. So if you want 350, 
course, you get the advanced version, you get like three other video modules, and then you also get access to my private membership group for three months. So anyway, just go to that, that lander, you know, you can put that link in the, in the thing, but uh, there's yeah. also the, the next one I would move to from fat loss would be healing. And we've already talked about BPC and TB 500, but there's other healing uh, peptides too, but those are the two, if you get hurt, uh, and when I say hurt, soft tissue, tendon, rupture, tear, uh, sprain, ankle, you know, sprained elbow joint, sprained uh, shoulder, uh, obviously sprained ankle, any of those things, like those are the two peptides that you want to inject into uh, the origin of the injury. And as you know, dude, they're profound. I mean, you know, they, yeah. they really will speed up the healing process by like 500%. Like you get wow. a sprained ankle and, and man, I wish I had peptides when I was an athlete back in the day but like if you get a severe sprained ankle and somebody injects it right into the area you can literally hear a grade heal a grade three sprain in four days quite question for you you think um you think they're using that in professional sports to help these guys heal faster yeah of course they are i mean i'm never here's the thing those most of the peptides are tested by wada but Mm -hmm. You know, like I always say, like the people that are creating these things are always 10 years in front of the testers. It's just the way it is. I mean, they got yeah. masking agents. They've got all sorts of ways around this. So look, you know, I don't want somebody to come at me and say, Jay, you can't prove that. You know, somebody that somebody that's in WADA will probably watch your podcast and they'll message me and they're like, you know, that's really, <laughs> that's really wrong that you say that. I'm like, okay, well, you know, people pay yeah. me, you know to help them, you know, do these kind of things. So don't come at me and say like, Oh, that's not true. Cause I know it's true. Right. Well, and it's it like, these fast. guys heals, these guys right. heal so fast, it's bro. Like so well, fast. I mean, look, bro. I mean, you think Tom Brady at 46 or whatever the fuck age he is, you think that that guy's not using everything in the kitchen sink to look and feel and throw a football at 46. I mean, look again, I'm not his, I don't, I don't handle his drug arrays or his supplementation or any of that stuff, but believe me, he's got really smart motherfuckers at his payroll. <laughs> you know, on the payroll to help him. So yeah, dude, I mean, of course, but BPC and TB 500 are the two top peptides for healing. I, you know, there are other ones don't really think um, it's as, as, as important, you know, as those two. And again, on Jay Campbell's website, there's literally an article. It's number one ranked on Google. It's called how to heal like Wolverine. Yeah. I pulled, I pulled up your website and it's got the Wolverine stack. Well, I mean, here, like so, that's, yeah. that's the article that like literally probably at this point, millions of people have read about how to heal with peptides. And again, nobody who's ever used BPC 500, BPC uh, 500, I mean, I'm sorry, BPC 157 and TB 500 together has not sped up their healing. I mean, it's the stories are profound, bro. I mean, I've, I've listened to a doctor whose son was literally beaten with a baseball bat in a gang initiation in Northern California. I think it was probably Oakland. He was just literally a college student. He got off the wrong bus stop and he was left for dead. He was brain, you know, essentially brain dead. And they gave him a massive profusion of BPC and TB 500 and some other uh, immunity enhancing things. And within six months, he was normal. He was brain dead. That's how insane these things really are. Right. So, uh, we know that they work. And again, I've read and seen and listened to video testimonials or whatever. So anyway, that's healing. So fat loss healing. So muscle gain, I always tell people like muscle gain is always relevant to the amount of food you eat. You know, so many mm. people think that they can take trend or 
you know, two grams of testosterone and growth hormone and, and insulin a week. And they're going to get, you know, they're going to blow up and gain 50 pounds of muscle. No, motherfucker, you ain't going to gain a pound unless you eat to support the training intensity that the drugs will give you. Right. Cause yes, the drugs yeah. will allow you to train at a mass massively enhanced, uh, you know, ability to recover. And it will definitely accelerate uh, protein um, tissue uh, uh, accumulation if you're eating enough food, right? So there's yeah. no such thing as a, when people say, hey, bro, I want you to design a fat loss stack for me or a, a, a mass gaining stack. I'm like, okay, well, how, what do you weigh? I mean, people will be like, what do you mean? I'm like, how much do you weigh? And they'll be like, blah. And I'll be like, okay, well, you got to eat at 15 times, blah, blah, blah over. So yeah, your calories are 5,200 calories a day. And they're like, no, bro. I want you to tell me that I need to take blah, 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 and trend, blah, 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 and this dose. I'm like, no, motherfucker. You can't gain muscle unless you eat to gain muscle. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing with fat loss. There's no fat loss steroid or fat loss drug. There's drugs like peptides, growth hormone, uh, that can absolutely accelerate, right? Uh, protein turnover. They can accelerate your basal metabolic rate. But nothing is going to do shit unless you reduce your caloric intake and increase your movement patterning, right? Yeah. So it's like people get so confused about this kind of stuff. But like, hey, man, you want to gain muscle, you got to eat. Yeah, you can take other drugs to help you gain muscle, but it's only about food. Same thing with fat loss. You want to you use certain drugs or agents to enhance fat loss. Okay, cool. Now you got to eat less calories than you than yep. your body is you know resistant to. So the other thing I want to say is like, and this is crazy, is that. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to have the opportunity to talk about this. Like people will say, Hey man, I want to fucking get, I want to get jacked and lose and lose fat at the same time. Impossible. The laws mm -hmm. of thermodynamics prove you can only do one or the other. Now, granted, if you're 17 or 18 years old and you have the genetics of like Lee Priest or uh, Jay Cutler. Yes. If you start doing something, you might gain muscle and also lose fat at the very early beginning, because again, your body is primed to, uh, enhance cellular repair and grow. But if you're you or me, bro, you can't gain muscle and gain and lose body fat at the same time, because again, it's two equal and opposite things, right? You're attempting to gain muscle, which is higher calories, higher calories. So a surplus versus losing body fat, which is a reduction. So you can't do both. Now, you know, people will be like, but that's not true. So-and-so did this. And I saw that. I'm like, look, man, I'm not here to debate you. If you want to gain 30 pounds of muscle, you're also going to gain five or six pounds of fat. And that's if yeah. you do it right. Most people gain 30 pounds and 25 of it is fat. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's bulk. Fat, it's bulking right? season, bro. It's bulking season. Bulking season, right. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I, I want to say that. So, so, so you either get ripped or you get muscular. You don't do both at the same time. And nothing will get you ripped and nothing will get you muscular other than reducing your caloric intake, improving, imp increasing your movement patterning. And same thing for getting, building muscle, uh, increasing your food intake and training like a beast. That's how you're yeah. going to build muscle. That's how you're going to lose fat. But getting back to the peptides. Um, so we've covered fat loss, we've covered uh, healing and we've covered um, muscle gain. Oh, I didn't cover all the way with muscle gain because I, I side-lived, but you know, ipamorelin, Tessamorelin, CGC1295, uh, you know, you were using MK, you know, some of these things. 266 or something. Yeah, 666. I mean, there's a bunch of other ones. You know, again, the GHRP2 and the GHRP6 are still around out there, even well, though later with side effects. Those things will definitely allow you to put on 
size. Okay. They will fill you, uh, increase muscle protein synthesis. Again, if you're eating enough calories and you're training at intensity enough, but a lot of them are, you know, right are ripe with uh, side effects. Again, increased cortisol, increased prolactin, uh, raging appetite that you can't control that will make you, I've heard stories of dudes waking up at three 30 in the morning, bro, and eating like 6,000 calories, you know, and then getting, you know, going back to bed and like, uh, you know, farting and burping and just, you know, digestive issues are just dead. Right. So it's like, yeah. again, man, uh, maintenance balance, you know, always like, you know, have a sensitivity to like what you're doing, but, uh, but all of those different peptides, if you eat a lot of food can obviously definitely improve uh, nutrient partitioning and again, protein turnover. So again, you enhance. I want to throw this one out there because you actually comment on it, that it helps you. Um, this, this one does help you potentially with fat loss and muscle in the five amino one MQ. Yeah. So that was the one I was going to bring that up. I'm about to get to that for all enhancing. And then what is the fucking, I still can't think of the other one that you take. That's a massive mitochondrial stimulator for whatever. Oh, MOTC. Fuck finally came to my head. <laughs> so and five amino are both mitochondrial enhancers or stimulators. So with mitochondrial stimulation, you're basically increasing the mitochondrial density of your, of your muscle cells. So remember the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. It's the one that, you know, renews the nutrients and also stimulates energy production. So the more you stimulate your mitochondria, the more you have energy, the more capacity you have for both fat loss and muscle gain. So yeah, so five amino, and by the way, just for shits and giggles, five amino is not technically a peptide. It's literally considered a small, pep, a small molecule, but we do classify it as a peptide when people use it. It's also an oral. Uh, and so you can take it as an oral capsule. Now, when I first started taking five amino back in 2017, uh, the biggest peptide, um, compounding pharmacy in the world, you know, sent it to me. It was like, Hey man, start taking this and you report back and, you know, do your thing and let people know about it. And I used it and I literally gained 10 pounds of muscle, literally 10 pounds of skeletal muscle over about a two month period. But, uh, how much of that was actually real muscle and how much of that was just me eating unrestrained because it's like such a magical, um, product that I wasn't really putting on fat. I don't know. I probably want to say that it was like seven pounds of muscle and three pounds of fat. I mean, it was still good enough that it'd be like, wow, this is amazing. Here's the problem with that though. That article was written way back when too, and I probably should edit it at some point. It, you get very uh, receptor attenuated to that product. So what I mean by that is that after six months, it just doesn't work anymore. Oh, wow. Like, at all, like literally at all. So everybody knows that it's a six, it's a four to six month product and then you kill it. Now that doesn't mean you can't use it, you know, a year later, eight months later, nine months later, whatever you probably can. It's very expensive. Uh, it's hard to get, you can get it from limitless. They have it, you know, uh, peptide sciences has it. I mean, I think most of the peptide manufacturers now have it, but like I said, bro, like I've used everything and everything. And I, I'm not a big, I'm not a fan of it. I, I would, I wouldn't tell you to buy it. I mean, I would tell you to get it if you want to experiment with it, but I, I don't think it's worth it. Uh, I think, like I said, test growth, uh, metformin, desiccated thyroid, the right training program, uh, avoiding injury. Uh, that's going to be your best bet long-term. I mean, again, if you can't get growth hormone, tessamorelin or ipamorelin, uh, you know, would be your replacement for growth, but I just, there's nothing that I see out there. There's other agents that I'm going to talk yeah. about in a second. Um, but there's really nothing out there that's going to make you get much bigger other than test and GH again, so, test so the eating boom. 
the the five amino one mq is like what you use before you go to your high school reunion and then uh, and then you just kick it right <laughs> i mean you could i mean there's absolutely no doubt you know it's a good question though about like because you asked me about stacking and this is a question that like I don't cover as much about this because I don't really think it's relevant sometimes, but like in the context of like what we're talking about now, it is. Um, so let's say for example, like, you know, I just said GH test, GH test, right? Like is five amino being added into GH and test going to, you know, gain that 10 pounds? Absolutely not. Right. Like if you're on testosterone optimization, and you're not on any other peptides and you throw in the five amino, is it going to probably add some mass? Definitely. Definitely. So ultimately what I'm saying is if you're using testing growth hormone in surgically precise dosages and you are optimized already, you're pretty balanced out. You know, you're not like all over here. And of course you're living like you and I am, you have a, you know, optimized lifestyle. You're eating clean. Uh, you care about not having a fucking belly. Yeah. The likelihood is you're not going to see much if anything throwing in five amino that's just the truth right now again if you're not optimized uh and you're not on test and growth or test and tessa or test and ipa and you throw in five amino is it going to do something for you probably but it's going to stop working right yeah. so you know and, and again cost it's way more expensive than using test and growth hormone together way more expensive yeah Right. So again, it's always kind of like, what is the counterbalance or like, what is the efficacy of adding this, you know, adjuvant supplement or peptide or small molecule into something that something that you're already doing. that's like, is, you know, tip of the spear. Right. Yeah. So let me, so let me give you to, to add to that. Let me give you some agents that you can add in uh, to make the tip of the spear better. And again, these are peptides too. Um, but you know, so, so obviously we just covered muscle, we covered fat, we covered, uh, healing, we haven't covered immunity and we haven't covered nootropics. So let right. me cover. So I want to, we'll table that to come back to what you can add into the tip of the sphere. Uh, let's just call it the God stack. That's my article the on jcampbell.com. It's called the God stack. So we'll table that. Oh, together. yeah. I love that. So that's an amazing article too. But, but the reality is, um, what we haven't covered is nootropics and we haven't covered immunity. So immunity is really simple because it's the one that I told you about on the last show or the last one we talked about, and that is TA1. So thymus and alpha one, uh, you can take that before you get on a plane. In fact, dude, I carry that around so that, you know, when I was at the, uh, the mastermind with you, you know, in addition to having TB 500 and BPC, I have like four little vials of uh, TA1. Cause if you get sick, you get around somebody that's got the C or whatever fucking shit they drop on us, like you can inject that shit right away and you're going to massively stimulate your immunity. Amazing uh, uh, peptide for that. Uh, you can definitely use it year round. Um, I like to use it when I feel like I'm getting under weather more than I'm like not. So, you know, and like I said to you, like go low, uh, start low, go slow. So I'm always about like the less is more principle, you know, the Tim Ferriss principle. Um, so the reality is, is like, in truth, like keep the TA1, especially in on you when you're traveling. We could do a whole show about like, what should you do when you're traveling the world? Yeah. Prepare. I think it would be epic. I that mean, would be I really think good. a lot of people would be, find value in that. Cause I mean, obviously I've been playing this game for 20 years now, but uh, the TA1, you should carry with you at all times, especially when you're traveling. Cause you never know when you're going to get sick. But as far as dosing, dude, I can't even remember what the dose is. It's in the article on jcampbell.com. There's a very long article on there, but it's just, it's a micro dose that you would take like 
you know, maybe once or twice a month. I mean, there's a lot of doctors out there. Seeds promotes TA1 on, you know, from a regular use basis. And you could definitely make an argument on that. But again, for me, I just kind of like to use shit when I need to use it, right? Like I don't want to yeah. overuse it. My body develops tolerance to it. So anyway, that's immunity. The last one is nootropics. So there's four, um, and we'll get to the God stack. There's four amazing nootropic peptides, Solank, Dihexa, Cerebroliacin, and I always forget the last one. doesn't matter. All of them have to is be injected. Is it Arexin or Melanotin? Oh, I got to talk or, about melatonin. I got I got to talk about melatonin one. What was the other or one? Or PE22. PE22. So there's a bunch of new stuff that Chris sells, obviously, on Limitless, which I know you know, I'll do an affiliates for him. So that's like stuff. I've written articles about it, but a lot of them I haven't used. Um, I'm just talking about the four that I used. And you're right. F I can't remember. What FGL? The other or cerebrolosin? Oh, FGL. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So FGL, cerebrolosin, Solank, and Dihexa are the four that I've used. They're all profound, profound um, nootropic peptides. I always relate like uh, modafinil, the feeling I have when I use modafinil, and I use a very surgically precise dose of modafinil uh, in comparison to nootropic peptides, and none of them make me feel as focused as like, you know, Bradley... Cooper and Limitless um, as Minafinil does, but Dihexa is close. So like, if I'm going to like tell you which one of the those I think is best, I'm going to say Dihexa. Now, Cerebroliacin is a very fascinating peptide. Uh, you know, Nick Andrews, my business partner, again, with the SEER, is a guy to talk about. He's actually created um, anti-Parkinson's protocols mm. with super high dosages of Cerebroliacin. So I don't want to like get into the weeds and like freak people out, but like Cerebroliacin does some insane shit. Like yeah. you can probably reverse some forms of dementia, Alzheimer's and Parkinson's if you start early enough with a high dose of cerebrolysin. Now here's the problem with cerebrolysin. It's not a problem. It's just why the FDA, well, I think the FDA hates it because they know they can shut a lot of their fucking Alzheimer's drugs down. Yeah. That's so it's, that's productive, but they will say, oh, it's made by pigs or it's made by with pig cadavers, you know, cause it's porcine. That's a whole nother thing. Remember we were joking at the fucking, <laughs> Uh, mastermind like why is pig dna so close to human dna i don't yeah. ask don't let me <laughs> don't let me rabbit hole you know you, you think of fucking you think of uh you think of uh, what's his name samuel l jackson oh i just don't eat pigs pigs are a filthy fucking animal they root yeah. in shit i don't dig swine right so it's like you think about that and it's like what's really going on with pigs anyway rabbit holing so getting back to the god stack because i gotta jump here in a second um the God stack is an article on my site and we've already said everything testosterone growth hormone or a, a peptide like IPA or Tessa. If you can't get growth hormone, uh, obviously desiccated thyroid and metformin. The other ones to add into it are tesofensine, which is one that I would highly recommend you start selling to your audience, uh, through limitless, which is, I call the goat molecule for thermogenesis and fat loss because it, it massively en enhances brain-derived neurotropic factor, which as you know, is flow state. Uh, and it also will, as a metabolic uncoupler over time, shred you, right? So I started, it's a brand new drug. I started using it in February. I mean, they've got three or four years of testing, pharmaceutical testing on it. Um, it's you know not going to do anything bad to anybody if you cold turkey it, but uh, it came out to the public around December of last year. And I started using it in February, bro. It's profound stuff.
I mean, it is, wow. amazing. I'm using it right now. Every morning I wake up, I take 0.05 of that. But that again is tesofensine. And then the other one, which you don't have to use, but you can definitely consider using is SEMA glutide. And SEMA glutide is another injectable peptide that enhances um, uh, BMR, basal metabolic rate, and also suppresses your appetite. So they're giving SEMA glutide mm. now to mostly obese people, and it dramatically suppresses their appetite. Wow. So this is a really profound agent for people that have type 2 diabetes, people that have, again, big bellies, because it just shuts down their fucking pie hole, dude. They can't eat. I mean, they literally yeah. just can't eat like they once could. And, you know, uh, there's one other one that uh, it's it, uh, Limitless doesn't have it because you can't legally... Uh, sell it. It's called terzapatide, and it is a derivative of semaglutide, and it is fucking sick. I might know a guy that has some coming. <laughs> so, well, I, mean, I, I, mean, I mean, I haven't, you know, full disclaimer, I haven't used it personally, um, but, you know, I'm going to use it. I'm going to, my, my, I'm going to use it on my laboratory research animal pretty soon, Johnny, and <laughs> I will let you know how it comes out, but the feedback that I've heard from diabe diabetic doctors, you know, which I talk to on a, on a very regular basis is like, oh my God, bro, you got to start testing this for us so we know how much better it is than semaglutide. So anyway, it may or may not be coming to me. Uh, and once I start using it, I'll let people know, but it definitely in, in studies and also in diabetic patients, it, the effect of weight loss and appetite suppression is like four times of semaglutide. Now, again, wow. I have not used it. I've not used it, but I'm really excited to use it. I mean, it looks like a next level, like, oh my God type supplement where this is put it this way. If you're using tesofensine, it and metformin, there's no way you could have insulin spikes. There's no mm. way you can have out of control blood sugar. There's no way that you can be a raving fucking glutton eating overeating. I mean, it will just shut down insulin. Right. And not shut it down to where it's like you're in a risk, shut it down for like to a very healthy state where your body is like, hey, man, like I don't need insulin, which, yeah. as you know, bro, it's basically going to also not make you want sugar. You know, mm -hmm. you're not going to be you're not going to be wanting to eat or, you know, drink sugar. I mean, a lot of this, you know, a lot of people drink sugar. You know? yeah. So it's like it will, if it shuts down that pathway in the body, I mean, you're doing some profound alterations uh, uh, you know, to the metabolism, which is again, only a good thing, right? Cause the more you can suppress insulin, the, the longer you're going to live. It's that simple. Yeah. Oh my God, man. Just dropping the book on everybody. I appreciate it so much, brother. Um, I know you got to get out of here, but it is always a pleasure having you on the show. Just fucking amazing knowledge. We'll get everything put into the show notes for guys to go hop over, get educated on peptides. And obviously again, if you're not following Jay, this is one of the many reasons why you need to be. Appreciate well, you Johnny, so much. Honestly, bro. I'm grateful, bro. I'm grateful that you had me on here today. Cause like, I don't think I've ever fire hosed. You got me so pumped up today. I mean, I was already late for the first one. And then I was like, you know, my podcast canceled. And so I'm like, dude, let's go. And yeah. I just dropped so much shit that I've never done before. So, I mean, like I'm going to be pushing people to these podcasts. <laughs> a lot I of love it, brother. Yeah. You just crushed you, it. Just crushed it. Thank you. Me. Yeah, no, awesome. likewise, brother. Appreciate it. Well, to everybody listening, as always, remember to drop the ego and stay humble. Till next time. Bye.